my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am bringing you the next episode in the new series for December entitled Jesse and Becky, the next chapter, New Parents. The episode I'm going to be focusing on today is from season five, episode 21, entitled Yours, Mine, and Ours. This episode aired March 3rd, 1992. In this episode, Jesse and Becky disagree on how to raise Nikki and Alex. And I always like to also read the DVD description, the DVD box uh, case description as well, just to see. Sometimes one is better than the other. Mainly, oh, hold on a second. So, actually, (laughs) the DVD case description doesn't even mention Jesse and Becky and their differences of raising the twins. No, it says, Danny's cure for a bickering household, a Tanner family fun night out. Yeah, right. I think this one's creative. I like it in that sense, but that's about it. All right, this episode's got a 6.8 out of 10, based on 170 ratings. We do have a character that comes on... We've seen in other Full House episodes. The actor's name is Bruce Baum. He plays the pirate. He was also in Adventures in Babysitting. He plays one of Jesse's poker buddy guys. And he also plays in the episode from season one, episode 16, but seriously, folks. The guy also. He plays like an announcer. For um, who who introduces Joey Gladstone on stage? It's just it's just weird because well it turns out that the guys in Adventure Babysitting, this this Bruce Baum guy and then some other dude were friends of Jesse's. They were his poker playing buddies. Uh, another familiar face if you watch the show My So Called Life. An actress named Devin Odessa played Sharon Chersky on My So-Called Life. So she played one of Angela Chase's friends. Oh, wow. She was also in an episode of Highway to Heaven. Interesting. Okay. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Teenage Alex and Teenage Nikki are played by Gil and Ranny. Is it Sharon? It's S-H-A-R-O-N-E. I don't think they were in any... Ooh, oh, actually, <laughs> excuse me. Well, one of them was in... Oh, it says actor. Okay, so he just acted in that. There's soundtrack for John Wick Chapter 2. Music department, interesting, okay. 
So he likes to play the drums. Uh, Deadpool, Marilyn Manson, John Wick. Interesting. Okay, so this is Gil, who plays Teenage Alex. And let's see, what did Teenage Nikki do? Did he do... Oh, okay, let's see what he's got going on. Um, soundtrack? Oh, is he a singer? And... Oh, no, he writes songs. Cool. Good for him. That's great. Special effects department. So he's doing stuff. Ooh, he's a composer? Yeah, wow. That is really something. All right, we got some trivia for this episode. It's just one piece of trivia. The name is titled... The episode is titled after the film of the same name, Yours, Mine, and Ours. I've never watched the one with Dennis Quaid and Renee Russo. I have seen bits and pieces of the original with Lucille Ball. Whenever it would come on TV, my dad would always like, you should be out here watching this movie. It's really good. He'd, and he was the same way with the movie Grease, too. It's like, you, you should be watching this movie. All right, let's jump into one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Is the user reviews. I love these. Of course, we have the ever-faithful Power Man Dan giving this an 8 out of 10 and titling it Talk About Grumpy. This review was published March 4th, 2019. Warning, spoilers. When so many people live under the same roof, it can be hard to get along with others. And finally, Full House has an episode of that implying to everyone, not just their sisters. Danny decides to take his family out to eat. Unfortunately, it happens to be the day they all can't stand each other. He picks a sea-themed place that they all hate right away. Stephanie's squid is alive. Students from DJ school come to see the dopey families. Michelle won't get cake, and Joey gets recognized from TV. Meanwhile, Jesse and Becky have a disagreement one, when one of the twins gets a cold. It leads to a snippet of how it would look ab- about 15 years into the future. Both plots take up about the same amount of time, and both are equally funny. Oh, God. <laughs> oh here we go. This one... It's by a reviewer that I have not heard of before. Huggy Princess gives it a 7 out of 10. Titling it, (laughs) Mommy, excuse me, Mommy, I'm chafing again. That is a line from future Alex (laughs) in in that flash forward. All right, warning spoilers. Looking for a Full House episode with an overweight Jesse who keeps fiddling with his pants. <laughs> the possible futures of Nikki and Alex. Or some live squid. If so, well, this is the episode for you. Danny wants to take Joey, DJ, Steph, and Michelle for Tanner Family Fun Night and takes them to a childish pirate-themed restaurant and no one is, is having any fun. DJ is embarrassed to be seen. Steph now has a huge... <laughs> Steph now has a different outlook on squids and Michelle has a huge craving for chocolate cake. But the funniest moment for me was when Jesse and Becky are thinking about how their choices on how to raise the boys will turn out with hilarious yet scary results. All in all, I highly recommend this episode to diehard Full House fans. 
<laughs> it definitely did. Oh my gosh. You know, and I have to say, between this flash forward episode into the peak into the future at Teenage Nikki and Alex versus what we get on Fuller House, oh, <clears throat> let me just say, the flash forward is definitely uh, a bit more appealing compared to the sad, sad truth of Nikki and Alex being college dropouts wanting to run a fish taco truck. It just... Uh... Sorry, but it just feels like the writers did not know what to do with Nikki and Alex. I get it, the boys who played them from season 6 all the way to season 8... I get if they hadn't acted in ages, this was pretty much the only thing they ever did with Full House, but you couldn't have come up... I, I'm kind of curious to know, why couldn't the writers come up with something better for Nikki and Alex? Make them successful in some way. I mean, if Michelle can be a fashion designer, or whatever Michelle is doing with her life in Fuller House, <clears throat> that we never really see, why couldn't they have given the same... For Nikki and Alex. We were so excited in Full House. When we found out Jesse and Becky were having a kid. And then we were doubly excited when we found out they're having twins. And they made such a big you know, deal with some storylines. With, with the boys and everything. In, in season 6 and 7. But. It just. It honestly feels like. A slap in the face. To the characters. And it just seems like Full House, Fuller House writers, you did them wrong. You really did them wrong. They deserved better. So, of course, before I officially get into the podcast, I want to let you Tanner newbies, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome aboard the Tanner train. <laughs> I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. You can find it on Facebook. Just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Land to Holy Chulupas podcast will pop up in the search bar. On Instagram, O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H Full House Podcast. Also, on Twitter, it's O-M-H-C Full House. If you want to send an email, if you want to have input on episodes that I cover on the show... If you have opinions, memories, and you want to share them, you can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message, message the podcast. I will also get back to you there. Another thing about this podcast is that this is a clean, family-friendly podcast that parents can listen to with their kids. Kids can listen to it on their own if they want. There's nothing inappropriate there's no swearing on this podcast none no raunchy talk none of that stuff i did this because i wanted to be an alternative to the other full house podcasts that are out there that are specifically for adults and the over 18 over 21 crowd also, another way that I'm different from other Full House podcasts is that I don't go episode by episode, season by season. I wanted to be a little different with my podcast, so I decided to cover a series of four episodes a month 
that are dedicated to either a theme or a character or the season, holidays, stuff like that. Currently, I am covering Jesse and Becky, the next chapter, New Parent series. In January, I'm taking a break from the podcast to focus on my other podcasts and also pre-recording. In February, I'm going to be covering Tanner Girls in Love, which will be covering an episode of each of the girls with their respective love interests. I mean, it's kind of here or there with Michelle and Howie because they're two. It's it's just kind of played for cutesiness. Uh, and of course, we have DJ and Lovers and other Tanners, and we have... Stephanie with Stephanie Plays the Field. And, of course, the final Valentine's Day episode, Season 8, entitled Dateless in San Francisco. In March, I'm going to be covering the breakup episodes of the temporary breakup of Jesse and Becky, the breakup of DJ and Steve, the breakup of Danny and Vicky. So bring your tissues for the last two ones, especially Danny and Vicky. I remember sobbing when I watched that episode. Oh my goodness. And just seeing Danny's eyes start to, to water and just, oh, my heart broke for Danny. And also for DJ and Steve, that that was tumultuous. Just we'd watch them as couples get together and like, oh, their end game. Well, DJ and Steve are because they get married at the end of Fuller House. Uh, but I was really pulling for Danny and Vicky. Also, if you want to support the podcast, I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for money, so. The, any extra content I give you in regards to the podcast is 100% free. The only thing I ask is if you got a moment, if you can jump on you know, iTunes and leave a review. All five-star reviews help the podcast get more and more noticed by other Full House fans like yourselves. With the holidays coming up, you can use emojis, Christmas trees, Santa Claus, reindeer, snowflakes, whatever you whatever you're fancy. So, without further ado, let's jump into the cold open of Yours, Mine, and Ours. Alright, well, my bad. Apparently there isn't a cold open for this episode. Weird. Wow, we jump right into... I'm gonna say that this, with the family fun night, is gonna be plot B. But as soon as Danny opens the door... DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle are all, Dad! 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 They all are airing their grievances about the other sibling. Danny puts down his briefcase. He's like, oh, there are my girls, and I bet they can't wait to hug their dad. And he is on his knee, arms open, like, come on, give your dad a hug. You know you want to. And the girls are standing there like, no, we actually want to tell you how much we hate our younger sibling. Or or our older sibling. Stephanie is thumbing at DJ who's standing next to her. He's like, Dad, can you please tell DJ to stop hogging the bathroom? Now, I will tell you, I'm the younger sibling. And my sister on occasion would definitely be in the bathroom for a bit. Of course, to DJ's credit, she's like, it just so happens I was in there first. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up a a sec here. Okay, so, 
we have a main bathroom. Danny has a bathroom with a shower in it. Jesse and Becky also have one. Granted, they would have to ask first before they can go up there and use it. But you have two other... Mainly another bathroom. Like, I'm sure Danny wouldn't mind if you go in there and use his toilet. Unless it's just a bathroom that just has a shower, no toilet, and has a sink in it. Now, here we get another of Stephanie's catchphrases. This one... I'm going to say, out of her catchphrases, of course, how rude is always going to be number one. There's another one, hot dog. And then this one that she says now that I've never really been a fan of. Well, pin a rose on your nose. I don't know why I don't like that. Maybe I'm just not a flower. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of flowers, she is wearing a lavender long sleeve shirt with red flowers of some sort on them. And Danny, of course, oblivious to this sibling squabbling, is like, girls, I'm still in hug mode. You see my arms? They're still open, waiting for you. Michelle points at Stephanie and says, she turned off my Beauty and the Beast tape. And Stephanie says, yeah, after the hundredth time you've played it. To Michelle's credit, I'm trying to learn the words. And I remember, I think probably after the initial viewing, because I was at this point I was definitely 100% a regular viewer of Full House. I was familiar with the Beauty and the Beast tape because I remember in third grade we had the book with the tape and I would play it in class. And I do believe I did ask to take it home over the weekend. And another thing that this reminds me of... Now, I don't know how many of you out there adults have watched 2009's The Reader with Kate Winslet, where she plays an illiterate person who learns to read by her male companion recording these books that he's reading into a microphone and then he sends them to her and then she goes checks the book out from the library and then she starts circling and writing down the words as they're spoken like she's following along on the page and she learns how to read that way and that's kind of now when Michelle says I'm trying to learn the words that is what that made me think of granted there's more to the reader than just what I'm saying but being this is a family friendly podcast. I don't want to get into all of that. I feel, you know, it's a it's a good movie. But let's move on. So we've heard the girls' grievances as Danny's like, well, I guess I can put my arms down now. <laughs> I gotta say this too. DJ, you don't look good in yellow. It's just, I don't know why, but yellow, and it's it's kind of a it's a French's mustard yellow now, are these mock turtlenecks, like the one that's got the turtleneck, like, kind of built into it, the built-in collar? Is that what a mock turtleneck is? Here comes Joey, and he's got some grievances to air out. It's not at the girls. It's at his job. He is currently the host of the Ranger Joe show. And Joey comes in, still in his Ranger Joe outfit. And he's got Mr. Woodchuck on his arm. 
He says, oh, it's been a rough day. I really got to start screening those junior rangers. He says, I had a crier, two wetters, and some kid got a splinter in his butt. Okay, um, if the children are not potty trained, please don't put them on camera. And, and that's not Joey's fault. That's the fault of the production people or whoever's finding these little goobers to put on stage. Why don't you get some... Maybe don't get them where they're under the age of four. Because that sounds... Ugh. But then again, I think this is a kid's show that eventually... No kid over the age of eight is watching this show. I don't even think kids at the age of eight are watching this show. I would say, honestly, the cutoff age has got to be six. I say five and six. To seven and eight, you're changing the channel. Like, I'll stay for the cartoons, but I'm going to uh, hit the back button and watch some, like, Mickey Mouse or... Oh, heck, Bobby's World. No, Bobby's World was Saturday morning cartoons. Bobby's World was cool. I remember some of those Fox Saturday morning cartoons. Eek the Cat. That was really cool. Does anyone ever, um, do you remember Wish Kid, which was a Saturday morning cartoon that uh, was very, didn't last very long, but it was, Kid was voiced by Macaulay Culkin. Of course, because Joey said Splinter. Mr. Woodchick's like, was a splinter made of wood? No, Mr. Woodchuck, it was made out of paper mache. <laughs> Stephanie breaks in and says, Excuse me, but we were talking about DJ hog in the bathroom. DJ's like, I was not hogging the bathroom. And you barely hear what Stephanie says. Oh, that's why you were in there for like a million hours. Danny's like, Whoa, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it. Enough. Okay, you know what this family needs? You, we all need to get out of the house and go out to a restaurant. And he brings up Tanner Family Fun Night. I swear, like, what was the, it was in season one where Jesse, you know, the two part where uh, Jesse ends up leaving the family for a bit and kind of taking a, a powder he up and goes to uh, Tahoe with Samantha. And he kind of temporarily moves out. And, but before that all happens, Danny requests like a family fun night where they're all sitting on the couch and Joey's doing his Wizard of Oz act or something. And no, wait, no, that was uh, Jesse's girl. I'm sorry. But it just seems like these family fun night things have happened where they stay in and have family fun night. This is more something like, hey, let's all get out of the house. Let's go somewhere. Like that. Let's get out while we're all in bad moods. Go out to a public place and then groan and gripe about how much we don't want to be there. <laughs> like, you're ch changing the setting, but you're not changing uh, the atmosphere. <laughs> if you guys have worked at fast food, the last thing you want is a bunch of grumpy puss people that you gotta wait on. Now, I was never... A a server, a waitress, or any of that stuff, but I run a cashier, a cash register, and sometimes you get some, or, or even not just at, you know, restaurants, but 
any place where you're working customer service, you're getting crabby Apple people who just are having a bad day, which then again, everyone does have a bad day once in a while, but it's how you treat somebody when you're out in public, when you have a bad attitude, that stuff spreads. That spreads. You think that your bad attitude isn't going to affect the person that's waiting on you, thus they're going to be in a bad attitude, that's going to spread to the next person, and so on and so forth. Danny looks at his family and says, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd say this wasn't the happiest family on earth. And Michelle, oh my gosh, this kid irritates me from time to time. She's like, oh, please. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love Danny, how he mimics Michelle here. <laughs> Hands on the hips, like <laughs> rolling the eyes. <laughs> so Danny says, I've got a great idea. And Stephanie says, Reserved seating in the bathroom? He says, let's take time away from all this bickering and go out together as a family. And he states, I hereby declare tonight Tanner family fun night. The girls, even Joey's like, oh, do we have to do this? I just want to shut myself in my room and listen to watch cartoons. That'd be Joey. No, me, I'd be like, I'm shutting myself off from the world. I'm going to stay in my room and either watch a movie or drown myself underneath my headphones, drown out the world, and just listen to music. He says it's going to be two hours of nonstop Tanner family fun. Okay, you know you can't force somebody to have fun, right? They have to want to have fun. Like, what do you say? And they're like, oh, boy, sure, why not? So instead of making just your family miserable, you can make other people, strangers, miserable by your presence. Great. (laughs) Tells them to go get their coats and they all zip upstairs. Oh, look at this. Here come my girls, and I bet they can't wait to hug their dad. Would you tell DJ to stop hogging the bathroom? It just so happens I was in there first. Well, pin a rose on your nose. Girls, I'm, I'm still in the hug mode. She turned off my beauty on the beef tape. After the hundredth time you played it, I'm trying to win the words. Guess I can put my arms down now, huh? Oh, tough day. I gotta start screening those junior rangers. I had a crier, two wetters, and some kid got a splinter in his butt. <laughs> Was the splinter made of wood? Excuse me, but we were talking about DJ hogging the bathroom. I was no, not oh, hogging yeah. the bathroom. Oh, that's why I was in there. Okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. You know, if I didn't know any better, I would say this wasn't the happiest family on earth. Oh, please. <laughs> you know what? I've got a great idea. Reserve seating in the bathroom? No, let's take time out from all this bickering and just go out together as a family. I hereby declare tonight Tanner Family Fun Night. Oh, come on, go with me on this. Two hours of nonstop feel-good Tanner Family Fun. What do you say? Oh, that's the spirit. Go get your coats. Come on. So, Becky comes in with, looks like the laundry basket is filled with cloth diapers. And she comes in just, she's irritated, but she's trying to be polite about it. And she says, 
honey, I don't want to argue with you, but are you saying my mother is wrong? And Jesse, who's just grinning, just like, no, I'm saying your mother's insane. Oh! And I just, I like how they're trying to be, well, Becky's trying to be polite about it without flat out screaming at Jesse. She and Jesse sit on the couch, and it looks like Jesse's folding the cloth diapers as Becky turns and looks at him and says, Oh, darling, you must be joking. My mother simply suggested we use cornstarch in the baby's diapers. And then Jesse, I love how he holds his finger up and he's like, Ah, but yes, we want to keep the boys dry, not grow crops in their diapers. Oh, he says not grow crops in their underpants. <laughs> they're, they're wearing diapers, but... Jesse, you are diapering Michelle. You enjoy both. Did you ever use cornstarch or did you use baby powder? Danny's watching all of this. And he's like, you know what you two need? A couple hours of Tanner family fun. We're all going out to a restaurant. Why don't you bring the boys and come with us? Jesse, of course, is... He's game. Like, hey, yeah, you know that sounds like a great idea. Won't we take Nikki and Alex? Yeah, we'll do that. And right as Becky's like, well, I don't think so. And Jesse's like, well, what are you talking about? So this is their second disagreement in the course of less than five minutes. She says, I don't want the boys going out during cold and flu season. Not to mention, the boys were born... In November. I gotta say at this point in time, because when they bring them home from the hospital, it's November. That is episode 11. This is episode 21. So 10 episodes have passed. So I'd say roughly, let's put this in January. And I can imagine still, even though it is California and it does look like it's evening when Danny gets home. The temperature's gonna drop. Yes, you can bundle up your babies to keep them all nice and squishy warm. But, again, it seems like wintertime does tend to be the time when people are getting sick. Especially, oh, kids are just... If it is January, kids are getting off of Christmas break. They probably could have caught something. I mean, but then again, there are others that say, expose the kids, let their immune system be built up and everything by being exposed. It just... It, it depends on parents. Some are say, yay, that's fine. Some are like, no, don't, don't do that. Keep them home, keep them safe. Becky's erring on the side of caution. As Becky refers to this as cold and flu season. We don't want the boys going out to a crowded restaurant. And Jesse right away is like, honey, don't you think you're babying them? And Becky looks at Jesse and says, well, honey, they are babies. There's nothing wrong with making a baby feel comforted and secure. Jesse seems to forget that these are babies. They're under a year old. They need that security. But Jesse is so worried that Becky's quote-unquote babying of the boys is going to somehow make them weak and dependent. And Danny again breaks in like, are you sure you don't want to come with us? I mean, we're going to sing show tunes the whole way there. And Jesse's like, oh, you know, on second thought, I think we're going to pass, you know, with flu, with cold and flu season. Why take a chance on exposing our kids to germs? We're going to pass. 
Danny is really ramping up how he's he's putting so much pressure on. We're having Tanner Family Fun Night. It's going to be the funnest night of the year. We're all going to have smiles on our faces afterward. All of us. Honey, I don't want to argue with you, but are you saying that my mother is wrong? No, sweetheart. I'm saying your mother's insane. <laughs> oh, oh, darling, you must be joking. My mother simply suggested that we use cornstarch when we diaper the boys. Ah, but we want to keep the boys dry, not grow crops in their underpants. <laughs> you know what you two need? A little dose of Tanner family fun. Why don't you grab the twins and come out to dinner with us? You know what? That sounds real good. But we'll pass. We will. We don't want the boys going out to a crowded restaurant during cold and flu season. Oh, come I on, Becca. Don't you think you're babying them? <laughs> well, sweetheart, they are babies. <laughs> you sure you don't want to come to dinner with us? We're going to sing show tunes all the way there. You know, when you put it that way, why take a chance during cold and flu season? We'll have to pass. <laughs> okay, miss the funnest night of the year. Okay, everybody, let's go. It's Tanner family fun time. Come on, everybody. Hut, hut, hut. Okay, where do you guys want to eat? I want pizza. I want burgers. I want tacos. I need chocolate cake. No problem. I'll just find a Mexican, Italian, burger, and cake emporium. Wouldn't a food court in a mall solve all of their, I want this, I want tacos, I want burgers, I want pizza, I want chocolate cake. I that's not a dinner. That is not a dinner. And I am one of the fussiest eaters out there. And I'm 38 years old. <laughs> even even Jeremy's like, gosh, you're so... F He's always, did you spoil your dinner? Did you... <laughs> uh, but Danny's like, fine, I'll just t find a, uh, a, a Mexican, Italian, burger cake emporium place. They wind up at this set's kind of cool a little bit. I like like the the old warped wood walls kind of give it a rustic and then you got like the fishnet fishing nets kind of along the walls too. And not everyone the only one who really seems to really be in costume is the guy who's going to be taking their order. The actor Bruce Baum. Even see some pirate mannequins. And Danny is so impressed. Like, wow, could I have picked a better restaurant for us to have Tanner family fun night at or what? And Joey's like, wow, these mannequins look real. Because we see Bruce Baum is just standing there stock still. And Joey goes to poke him in the arm, and the guy's like, Arr! And everyone, like, kind of jumps back, like, whoa. He says, Ahoy, ye scurvy ski dogs. Sea dogs, whatever. <laughs> Pirate Cove. That is the restaurant Danny has chosen. Danny is really like, Oh, shiver me timbers! And he puts an arm around DJ, and DJ, being the teenager that she is, like, Dad, this place is lame. And she, of course, is like, oh my gosh, Dad, what if my friends see me here? I love Danny. He's like, well, that would make them just as lame as you, huh? <laughs> he ain't wrong. <laughs> so right away, Stephanie has a problem as the waiter, I'm just going to call him the waiter, plops down three shipmate menus, you know, Danny, Joey, and DJ, and... Two little buccaneer menus for Stephanie and Michelle. 
Stephanie immediately is insulted. A kitty menu for moi? How rude. Sweetie, you're 10 years old. Okay? You're still going to be ordering from the kitty menu. It well. I honestly don't think that I ever went to a restaurant growing up that had a specific separate menu from the adults menu. Usually Everyone gets the same menu, and the kid portion is going to be towards the end of it. It's going to be, have like maybe two to four different options. It seems like there's either girl, grilled cheese, uh, chicken fingers. Uh, I think those usually were like the two options. <laughs> Definitely the chicken fingers. Depending on the type of restaurant that you go to. And there's even like like Subway will do this where they'll have a kid menu, but even if an adult wanted to, like, I just want something small, they're like, sorry parents, you have to, you can't order from the kitty menu, it's just for the kids. <sighs> like, I don't want to commit to a six inch sub, I just want a three inch sub if that exists. <laughs> like, should have brought your appetite. <laughs> Isn't that a slogan? Something like, bring your appetite? So, of course, Michelle loves it because there's puzzles in it. And Stephanie just glances in her direction and is like, oh, connect the dots. How challenging. <laughs> How Michelle, like, pats Stephanie on the shoulder and says, don't worry, I'll help you. Right away, Joey, of course, is still on this pizza kick. He's like looking at the menu, like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not really into fish tonight. You, you got any pizza? And the waiter is just so offended. He's like, hey, maybe, because he's a pirate. Pirate. He's, Arr. hey, maybe you didn't. And then he completely breaks character. The waiter does, like. Hey, maybe you didn't notice the boat motif here, but we kind of got a seafood thing going on. He says, I'll go up to the galley and see if I can drum you up a slab of salty beef. <laughs> Joey's like, yum. <laughs> can you imagine if this were different and they didn't go to a restaurant and Danny's like, okay, well, let's see. We'll go to Taco Bell. We'll go to Mickey D's. We'll go to... Uh, what did you want? Um, a bur uh, pizza? We'll go stop by Pizza Hut. We'll stop by, uh, heck, I don't know what place is open right now that serves chocolate cake. I don't know. But I'm just thinking, like, a food court would have, like, pretty much everything that someone wants. They'd have pizza. They'd have, they'd have, I don't know about Michelle's chocolate cake. They didn't have a... Those cake pops. I've never had one of those. Have you Have you guys had a cake pop? That could be something. <laughs> but yeah, that a, a food court in a mall would solve all their issues. Just everyone gets what they want. They sit down. They converse. Because nobody wants to be here at this Pirate Cove restaurant. I love Stephanie. She, as the guy leaves, she's like... <laughs> What a goofball. Well, I'm sure if you worked there, you would have to dress up too and put on a pirate accent. Have to be in character. But then again, he's the only one that's really dressed up like a pirate. We have ladies around there that are waitresses that aren't nearly as dressed up as he is. Oh, come, Danny, 
He's like, hey, why don't we get in the pirate spirit and put on our pirate hats? And everyone's like, ugh. It's like, come on, put on. Because he's putting on the hat. It's like, <laughs> cardboard pirate hats. Anyone remember, did any of you ever wear, I don't know if Burger King does this anymore, but with the Burger King cardboard crowns? There's a picture of me as a baby wearing one. DJ looks at Danny and says, Dad, you look like a dweeb. And he says, yes, but I'm a dweeb having fun. That kind of comment that DJ made, if she made that to another parent, oh, there would be words. Because it's Danny, like, you're not going to get in trouble for that comment. It's not like she's like, Dan, you look like an idiot. Or something like that. Or you look dumb. Or, mm. Like, because everything is more fun with a hat on. That's why. And it's like, come on, put on the hat. Ugh. I don't like how he's enforcing that we have to have fun. You're not allowed to be miserable. So while this has been going on, the waiter comes back and asks them if they're ready to order. Do you ever sometimes feel pressure in a, when you're in a restaurant and you're looking at the menu and, you know, they start you off with drinks and then they come right back with a drink. Like, you ready to order? It's like, sometimes it's while you're looking at the menu and you got, like, maybe a couple choices you're undecided on, it's almost like you feel the pressure, like, oh my gosh, if I, because especially if you're with some other people that are all ready to order and they're still waiting on you, it's like the pressure to just, like, I don't know which one I want. I guess I'll go with that. I guess I'll go with that one, I guess. And then you're so disappointed when it turns out that you wish you picked the other one. Yeah. So Stephanie does not want to order from the kitty menu because even though she's 10 years old, she wants to be seen as like, I want to order from the... And Danny's like, hey, it's Tanner Family Fun Night. You can have whatever you want, sweetheart. Here you go. And the menu he hands her is literally bigger than her. It is so tall. Oh, she decides on, very quickly, the sunken treasure as she reads the description about an assortment of things that are under the sea. It should usually list what is included in that. Because she's just like, oh, this will be interesting. She's probably thinking, well, I've been to Long John Silver, so this can't be any different than that. You know, I'll probably get some of those crunchy things, some shrimp, maybe some fish, and stuff like that. So that's probably what she's thinking. What they give her, we'll get to that. That is nasty. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Danny chuckles, oh, that sounds like a fun meal, as he looks at what it actually costs on Joey's menu. It's like, whoa, $23.95. And if you think about it, he was probably hoping that together for all five of them, that would probably come to the majority of what all their meals technically probably could come to for $19.91 or $92 at this point. And he looks at the waiter, he's like, wow, food doesn't, fun doesn't come cheap around here, does it? I mean, you know that food that they caught is, like, strictly right, probably right out of the San Francisco Bay. Michelle, again, is on this chocolate cake kick. I mean, we know, we've known she was in love with cake since 
she can first say the word. <laughs> My <laughs> memory of her and the chocolate cake is uh, the Shape Up episode, which I will be covering during the serious episode series. And when she just saw all those cake samples that Jesse and Becky were having uh, the family try to decide what they wanted for you know, their wedding cake to be. And Michelle just crawls onto the table and just starts shoving the samples into her mouth. She's like, I can't take it! I need that cake! Oh, the pirate waiter is all like, Oh, a delicious slab of cake as big as your head, little missy! And she's like, Whoa, baby! The guy again breaks character as he's like, he kind of cocks his head to the side, like, oh, too bad we're out. And Michelle says, what? No chocolate cake? What a ripoff. Danny needs to jump in there and say, sweetie, even if they did have chocolate cake, you wouldn't be having any for dinner. That is not dinner. That is a dessert. So the waiter again leaves while everyone's still deciding what they're going to eat. And as soon as the guy leaves the table... DJ's like, everybody get down, get down! And DJ jumps out of her chair and practically leaps to the floor as she sees a few students from her high school. And they're like, DJ, what's wrong? And DJ says, there's some kids here from my school. So what? Joey asks DJ what's wrong because he's sitting right next to her. I love how there's an older lady and an older gentleman that are seated uh, right behind the Tanner family. And it looks like he's asking the lady, like, what's wrong? And he's looking at the Tanners, like, why are they all out of their seats? And Danny's like, oh, yeah, there's Shelly Phillips. And it's not a big deal. They're seated on the other side of the restaurant. They're not even looking in your direction. But this is... You want to talk what's lame? And the girl's going to come up to DJ shortly and say, like, oh, DJ, what are you doing here? Oh, we just came to check out the lame families that come here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You want to talk lame? The high schoolers that go and come to a restaurant, take a spot just to rag on other people that are enjoying a night out. That's what's lame. Like, you're taking up a spot that could be for another family who's probably got to wait until you finish how many refills of pop that you're going to have and maybe a plate of hush puppies or whatever. I don't know. Like, they're the kids that would order, like, a round of drinks and maybe a basket of hush puppies and stay for the refills on the pop and just stay there for hours on end until they get kicked out. The DJ is so worried this is gonna get around school and she's gonna be the lamest of the lame. Because she doesn't want it to get around school that she's here with her family. Oh, I just thought of something that would have been wild on Fuller House if they tried to do something similar to this. I can so totally see Max critiquing the heck out of this restaurant. Like, oh, oh here's a um, 
ask us how our service is. Well, I'm going to check, like, poor, uh, hygiene poor, appearance poor, uh, food poor, <laughs> attentiveness poor. <laughs> I just thought of that just now. I'm like, that would be so fun. Not to mention, <laughs> I mean, you get not just DJ and the boys, but you get Kimmy, Fernando, Jimmy, Ramona. You get all of them there at a restaurant like this. I would love, I think that would be so fun. <laughs> so we get what is the Pirate Cove version of IHOP, Let's Sing to You on Your Birthday. As they have a, this He's 100% right. Yeah, this cake is as big as her head. It's like a a double layer chocolate cake. And they're singing happy birthday to her. And like, happy birthday, Sarah. And Stephanie breaks in with, her name's not Sarah. And they're like, oh, excuse me. DJ, of course, sings down in her chair. How many people do they got singing? One, two, three, four, five. There's like five people. And the two ladies that are there... They're just dressed like regular people. Where we got the three guys with mustaches in pirate do-rags. Pirate bandanas. Oh, the pirate waiter jumps in with, oh, sorry, wrong table, and he pulls it away. Michelle just looks at Stephanie and says, you have a big mouth. Oh, yeah, Michelle says, come back with the chocolate cake. And then she turns to Stephanie and says, you have a big mouth. They still haven't decided on what they're going to eat. My good. And you know if you go to a sit-down restaurant, by the time they get your order and go and give it to the cook, it's going to be at least 20 to 30 minutes before you actually get your food. And by then, you're already on your first refill of pop or tea or water or whatever. Oh yeah, can I have picked a better restaurant than this, huh? Oh, these pirates look real. Ahoy, ye scurvy Welcome to ye pirate cove! This way! <laughs> oh, shiver me timbers! Dad, this place is so late. What if my friends see me here? Well, that would make them just as lame as you, wouldn't it? Yo-ho, yo-ho! <laughs> just slap your barnacles right here! Okay, we've got three shipmates. Thank you. And two little buccaneers. A kitty menu from what? How rude. <laughs> Look, it got puzzles. Connect the dots. Very challenging. Don't worry, I'll help you. I'm not into fish. You got any pizza? <laughs> oh, we are. Maybe you didn't notice the boat, pal, but we got kind of a seafood thing going on here. <laughs> but I'll go up to the galley and see if I can trim you up a sliver of dried salted beef. Yum. Har, har, har. What a goofball. Well, we all get in the pirate spirit. And you know what? What better way to get into the pirate spirit than donning our cardboard pirate hats? No! <laughs> He does look like a dork. Dad, you look like a dweeb. Yes, but I'm a dweeb having fun. Oh, you're the only you know one. Why? Because everything is more fun with a hat on. Come on, put your hats on. Let's go. Are you swabbies ready to order? Dad, 
please don't make me order from the kitty menu. You know what, honey? You're right. This is Tanner Family Fun Night, and sweetheart, you can have anything you'd like. I believe I'll have the sunken treasure. A scrumptious assortment of King Neptune's favorites from the bottom of the sea. <laughs> that sounds like a fun meal. Whoa, twenty-three ninety-five. Yeah, twice that much now. Boy, fun doesn't come cheap around here, does it? <laughs> I believe I'll have a chocolate cake. No, no, a delicious slab of cake near as big as your head, me hearty. Whoa, baby. <laughs> Too bad we're out. No chocolate cake. What a rip-off. Excuse me. I don't have it. Everybody get down. Get down. Get down. There's some kids here from my school. Oh, yeah, there's Shelly Phillips. Dad, please. Don't do anything to attract attention. Happy birthday to you. That thing is Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sarah. Her name's not Sarah. Oh, sorry. Wrong table. Come back with the chocolate cake. You have a big mouth. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right, now we're going back to the house. We're going up to Jesse and Becky's place. Jesse comes up with a large pizza. <laughs> the fact that he's able to balance it in the palm of his hand is amazing. Because he also, I believe, is carrying Nikki in the other hand. And he's got the diaper bag on his shoulder. And he's like, hey, Becky, I got your favorite pizza. Pineapple and anchovy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with pineapple, but anchovy? I mean, to each their own, I guess, but I, I don't know if I like that. The way he drops that pizza onto the coffee table, it makes a sound like it lands like it's a brick. What is that, a rock-hard stale pizza in there? So Becky comes into the living area, the living room, and she says, I believe you forgot something, and her arms are crossed, so clearly she's upset. He's like, oh yeah, this extra cheese thing. Look, back. how do you really know if you're getting extra cheese? You don't. He says it's, an, it's a ripoff. And she says, I was talking about the baby's hat. The one I told you to put on his head if you were going to take him out into the cold air outside. He's like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with the hat. Uh, just maybe it fell off, you know, when I was walking out of the house with him. And she's like, oh, um, interesting. So it fell off while you're going out of the house and magically landed behind this pillow on the couch. <laughs> He's like, uh, what are the odds of that? <laughs> A million to one? And she's like, yeah, right. He feels Nikki's head and says, just look at that. His head is freezing. That's why I said, put a hat on his head. And she quotes her mother saying, you know, my mother always says 60% of the body heat is lost through his head, lost through their, the baby's head. And Jesse says, 60% of his body is his head. She says, that's why he should be wearing a hat. He's gonna get sick. He's gonna get a cold. This hat, let me tell you about this hat. I was thinking about this when I woke up this morning. Or I was trying to fall back asleep. Um, this hat reminds me of something that Blossom would wear. Or Six. Or 
when we get back to the Pirate Cove restaurant, that girl Shelly is wearing a hat very similar to what Nikki is wearing. The hat, it's it's okay. I mean, it's a navy blue. It does really... And Nikki is, like, swimming in this long onesie zip-up green hoodie with a matching pin green and black pinstripe shirt underneath. <laughs> he just looks like he is not impressed with the hat. But I'm like, if you want to keep his head warm, and I mean keep his head warm because that hat is literally doing nothing. I mean, it might be keeping the top and maybe a little bit of the back of his head warm. I'm thinking, get one of the hats that's got the ear flaps on it so you're keeping the ears warm as well. I mean, it's probably January, right? It's gonna be chilly. Put an adorable little ear flap hat on him and he'll be I mean yeah it probably won't go with his outfit but who cares as long as his head's warm that's all that matters this hat she's putting on him looks like something you probably put on maybe sometime around like May or June so of course Jesse still on the whole hair thing it's like honey he can't wear the hat in the house it's gonna stunt his growth his hair growth and she said what hair? And he's like, the hair I'm trying to grow on his bald little head if we could get some air and some sunlight on it. <laughs> this scene is hilarious. I just He acts like he's trying to grow hair like, let's throw some miracle growth on there. The hair is going to grow at the speed it's going to grow. You can't rush it. You can't hurry it along. That's, and <laughs> you know what's funny? At the end of season five, the babies are still the same age that they are in episode 11 of season five. They have no hair. Eight weeks later is the amount of time between the end of season five and season six. And bing, bang, boom, Nikki and Alex are a year older and their hair is all the way down to their shoulders. Yeah. So, Becky says, you know, if you don't believe me, maybe you'll believe my mother. So, she puts Nikki's hat back on. Why in the... They only have it for this scene, but they have two landline phones on the coffee table. How many phone lines are in that house? We have Jesse and Becky. We have Joey. We have the downstairs phone. We have the living room phone. We also have Stephanie, I believe she's got a phone line. DJ's got a phone line. That's like six or seven phone lines in that house. Granted, the majority probably do go all to the same phone line. But still, it's like no one needs two phones in one set space. And I'm not talking cell phones. I'm talking landlines, home phones. I like Becky's mom's sayings. Some of them are cute. As she says, my mom always said, a hat on the head keeps a child out of bed. And she says, well, I'll call my mom on the other one. She has a few sayings of her own. Like, my boy is always right. <laughs> uh-huh. This is an episode that I'm thinking in my head would have been great. Irene and Nedra... Jesse's mom and Becky's mom or even I would have loved to have a scene with them and Jesse's dad and Becky's dad I we needed a scene like that 
forget the skydiving all that time in the, in the plane. Get me a scene with Becky's parents and Jesse's parents arguing. Because you know I could 100% see Nick Katsopoulos and Kenneth Donaldson getting in an argument. But I could also see Irene Katsopoulos and Nedra Donaldson also having a few things to say. Which, we don't see them in this episode, but we kind of sort of hear their voices for like a split second. Oh, Jesse's on a cordless phone and Becky's on a landline. Okay. Now, mind you, Becky's calling Nebraska, so that is long distance. I'm sure they're paying their share of the phone bill. Luckily, Jesse's parents live not too far away, so I'm sure that uh, wouldn't be too expensive. So, Becky gets on the phone to her mom, like, oh, hi, mom. Yeah, can you talk to Jesse? He has a very cavalier attitude about the babies. And Jesse's like, hey, ma, Becky is really overprotective with these kids. At the same time, Jesse and Becky are like, uh-huh. They take the phone from their ear and say, she wants to talk to you. No, get on this phone. Get on this phone. <laughs> talk to my mom. And you see, immediately, they each take the other phone, and they are very polite to their in-laws. <laughs> Gosh, now that I think about it, the wedding episode, I don't remember Becky having a conversation with Nick or Irene at all. I mean, you'd get scenes with Jesse and, um... Kenneth and Nedra when they first meet him, but we don't really get much of even our very first Christmas show when Becky and Jesse really weren't even dating at that point. They don't even really talk to each other or exchange words. I would have, see, this is what we should have gotten in the wedding episode. I would have liked to have seen a scene where they exchange dialogue with Becky. She is their daughter-in-law. But then again, I still also wanted to see scenes of Jesse and Becky taking the twins to see Nick and Irene. You know we would never see Becky take the kids to Nebraska or anything like that. But I would have loved... I mean, I know Nick Katsopoulos really would had wanted grandsons. Now he's got like two grandsons and three great-grandsons. Actually, wait a minute. He's also got, yeah, because of DJ's daughter and also Jesse and Becky's adopted daughter. Okay, he's got quite a few. Three great-grandsons and two great-granddaughters. Gotcha. I love that Jesse's like, I don't want to talk to her. I don't. And Becky's just holding the phone like, you get on this phone right now. Get on this phone. <laughs> oh, she says, you be nice to my mom. They each take the phone. They're like, hi, Irene. Hi, Nedra. And they're like, oh, yeah, hey, how you, how you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, my mom always said, uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, um, mm-hmm, yes, yes. Jesse! <laughs> He's like, oh, let me just ask you this. Did you actually say a hat on the head keeps a child out of bed? Oh, oh, you, you knitted on a sampler. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. A, a scarf on the throat goes great with a coat. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm writing this down. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 
love the face he makes after he's like, oh yeah, I got it. A scarf on the throat goes great with a coat. And he's like, oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> so apparently Nedra wants to speak to Irene and vice versa. And the way that they have the phones up to each other, which it doesn't work that way. I don't think you wouldn't be hearing anything, would you? Keep in mind, they're a cordless and a landline. I don't think you're going to pick up much. It's not like they could put them on speaker. You just hear this, Hello, Irene. So Jesse's holding both the phones up to each other, and finally he's like, I can't put my mother through this. Picks up the landline and says, Mom, doesn't Becky's mom squawk like a chicken? And the realization that he's talking to Nedra... He's like, oh, uh, no, I, I didn't say squawk like a chicken. Of course not. I said, uh, talks like Charles Dickens. <laughs> he says, God bless us, everyone. And he hangs up both the phones. <laughs> He's like, hi, Becky's mom. <laughs> we're back, we're back. Got your favorite pizza, pineapple and anchovy. I believe you forgot something. Oh, yeah, extra cheese. Listen, Beck. I've been thinking about this extra cheese thing. I think it's a rip-off because how do you really know if you're getting extra cheese or not? You don't. I was talking about the baby's hat. The one I asked you to put on if you took the baby out into the cold air. Oh, yeah, I know the hat. I put it on. It just uh, must have fallen off on my way out, that's all. Really? Hmm? And landed behind this pillow? <laughs> what are the odds of that? million to one, say? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Oh, just look at this. His head is freezing. You know, my mother says that 60% of the body's heat is lost through the head. 60% of his body is his head. <laughs> That's why he should be wearing a hat. He's going to get sick. Beck, <laughs> he can't wear the hat in the house. It'll stunt his hair growth. What hair? The hair I'm trying to grow if we can get some sunlight and fresh air on his bald little head. You know what? If you don't believe me, maybe you will believe my mother. She always said, a hat on the head keeps a child out of bed. All right, well, I'll call my mom on the other line. She's got a few sayings of her own. My favorite is, my boy is always right. <laughs> oh, hi, Mom. Yeah, Mom, listen, could you talk to Jesse? He has a very cavalier attitude with the babies. Hi, Mom. Becky is really overprotective with these kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. She, she wants, wants to, to talk, talk to you. I want to talk to her. Ernest, you tell her I'm not here. Right, right now. No, you, yes. Hi, Hi Nedra. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, fine, mm -hmm. fine. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, Listen, my, my mom, mom always said, said that... It, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Let, me, let me just ask you. This, did, did, did you really say a hat on the head keeps a child out of bed? Uh-huh. Really? You stitched it on a sampler. <laughs> right, I got it. A scarf on uh -huh. the throat goes great with a coat. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm writing these down. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Got them. Okay, hold on. Your mom wants to talk to my mom. Right, good, because your mom wants to talk to my mom. Hi, man. I just wanted to remind you of everything. I can't put my mother through this. Ma, doesn't Becky's mom squawk like a chick? <laughs> Hi, Becky's mom. No. Oh, oh, no, no. I didn't say squawk like a chicken. No, 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 no. I said, I said, talks like Charles Dickens. <laughs> okay. Yep. God bless us, everyone. Oh, nice move, Jess. So we hear 
some murmuring from the nursery and Becky immediately is like, oh, that's Alex. And she starts to go to the, the nursery and Jesse's like, well, you can't go in there whenever uh, the babies make the slightest peep. And she looks at him and she says, watch me. And walks in there and, you know, she's like, oh, baby, what's wrong? And she pulls Alex out and yeah, he says, you can't go charging into the room every time the kid makes the slightest little peep. Jesse's like, oh, if you're doing this to annoy me, it's working. It's like, Jesse, she is a mother. Let her do what she's going to do. But Jesse goes and grabs Nikki and brings him into the nursery as Becky is picking up Alex out of his crib. So in 10 episodes, they were able to get the nursery done and it looks beautiful. I love it. I love the stuffed animals. I love the toy box. I especially love in the volunteer episode when Jesse and Becky were arguing over what wallpaper to use, which they really just use a border. And Jesse, of course, wanted Elvis. And Becky wanted fun at the circus, which is just adorable little cartoon animals. But of course, Jesse was able to get the mobiles as Elvis mobiles. So, you know, they compromised. And she's holding Alex and she's like, oh, what's wrong, little guy? And Jesse's like, see, there you go again. You're treating him like a little mama's boys. It's like, and I agree with Becky. She's like, babies have to feel secure. Jesse's also saying, oh, he's got to stand on his own two feet. And Becky <laughs> tells him, Jess, he doesn't even know he has feet. Sure, if Alex could talk, he'd be like, well, I'm ex insulted, Mom. And Becky says babies need to feel secure, and their personality is basically formed by every decision that we make. Wow, their personalities are affected by every decision that Jesse and Becky make as parents. That's interesting. Jesse is, like, really lax about this. He's like, that's why we gotta be cool. So they'll grow up to be cool. Dude, they are babies. They're infants. They're not even a year old yet. I would think you want to worry about them being cool? Why don't you wait till they're, like, maybe two, three, four years old and they can start talking? And let, let them decide what their interests are. Don't force Elvis and Beach Boys onto them. I know it's like, I want my kid to like what I like. It's like, well, what if they don't like that? And then you're just forcing them to like what you like so that way you have something in common. The kid is probably feeling, well, if I don't pretend, if I don't pretend that I like Elvis, my dad will be angry with me and he won't speak to me. Or something like that. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Mm, I don't like that. It's one thing to let your kid gradually be into something that you're into, but let them like it on their own terms. Don't force them. Like, oh, I like it. Why don't you like, why don't you like The Simpsons? We watch The Simpsons every night at dinner time. You should like The Simpsons because I grew up on The Simpsons. Like, then don't do that. And it's one thing, like I said, to introduce them to something you grew up with. And if they like it, great. But if they're not into it, don't. Don't force that on them. Oh, I just don't like Jesse's attitude as he's like, these kids were born to be wild. Becky says, excuse me, they were born to be little gentlemen. And Jesse says, oh, that'll make a fine tattoo. He is just... I, just, I don't like this about Jesse. He's like, Becky, you're turning our kids into wimps. 
And he goes and lays Nikki in his crib and says, Beck, from now on, I think you should let me make the parenting decisions around here. And she says, oh yeah, that'll be a good plan since every decision you make is wrong. See, I, and this is kind of interesting. Think if they only had one kid and they were arguing over how to raise one kid. They have two. And I know I've said in other episodes that deal with the twins, it always seems that, yes, they love their kids equally, but it seems like Jesse likes Nikki more. And the same with Becky seems to be more attention to Alex. It's like they prefer the kid that they named or something like that. I mean, yes, they do like their kid, love their kids equally, but it just seems favoritism in a way. I mean, think about it. Who did Jesse take out to get pizza? He took Nikki. He didn't take Alex. And even later on when it's in the support your local kid, your local parents episode, Becky's taking, I'm sure she's taking Alex to do stuff with, and Jesse is taking Nikki. Why don't you swap? So that way, Becky, you're giving equal time to your other son and vice versa with Jesse. So the other twin isn't like, well, dad loves me more because he named me. Or mom loves me more because she named me and we do special stuff together that you... You know, it just seems like the the twins are going to be like, well, why don't you do this stuff with me like you do with Alex? Or why don't you do this with me even though you do this stuff with Nikki? Why don't you give me that attention or something? I just... Mm. Jesse, clearly he makes this all about the fact that he had experience raising a baby with Michelle. It's like, clearly I have more experience raising babies than you do. And Becky's like, huh, I bet if I raised Alex and you raised Nikki... My child would be perfect and yours would be a mess. Jesse says, in the words of Michelle, please. And Jesse says, I can just imagine how Alex would turn out. And Becky says, yeah, and I can imagine what you do to Nikki. Oh, God! Uh-oh, that's Alex. Oh, hold it, Becky. You can't go charging in the room every time the kid makes the slightest little peep. Watch me. If you're doing this to annoy me, it's working. <laughs> Mommy's here. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, it's a matter, little See, back there you go again. You're treating him like little mama's boys. Now, he's got he's to stand on his own two feet. Jesse doesn't even know he has feet. Babies need to feel secure. Their personalities are affected by every decision that we make. That's why we've got to be cool, so they'll grow up to be cool. Beck, these kids were born to be wild. Excuse me, they were born to be little gentlemen. That'll make a fine tattoo. <laughs> Beck, you're turning our kids into wimps. Beck, I, I just think that from now on, you ought to let me make the parenting decisions around here. <laughs> you're right. Oh, well, that would be a good plan, except every decision you make is wrong. <laughs> the point is, I know more about raising kids than you do. Ha! Yeah. I bet if I raised Alex and you raised Nikki, my child would be perfect and yours would be a mess. Oh, in the words of Michelle, police. <laughs> just imagine how Alex would turn out. Oh, and I can just imagine what you would do to Nikki. All right, let's jump into this flash forward 15 years into the future. Pretty much the same exact set. Nothing is really different. We see Alex shouting, Mommy, Daddy. 
<laughs> he's got a bow tie, white long sleeve shirt. He's got a argyle sweater vest with red and gray diamonds. He's wearing <laughs> an older version of the hat that Becky made him wear when he was a baby. That has Alex in felt yellow letters across the brim. He's even wearing Argyle socks. And the shorts they have this boy in are 100% atrocious. They're like a... They're like a green... Really like brownish green plaid shirt. They're really... Ugh. They don't... They don't go... Whoever was on the set the day of the shooting for this is just gross. <laughs> He's also got a yellow bow tie. Oh my gosh! I'm just thinking about it. Flash forward 30 some years. Who does this remind you of? The bow tie, the sweater vests, Max Fuller. <laughs> it's like, um, Reddish outfit, just as far as the sweater vest and the bow tie, just wrong person in wrong decade. <laughs> I am getting some serious Max vibes from Alex. Like, mommy, daddy, guess what? Becky comes out from their the boys' room. She is wearing a sunshine yellow blazer with... It's not a full beehive, but her, it's like a mini beehive look with the hair and the cream white skirt. She definitely is giving off vibes of the working woman from the 60s type of 60s, 70s kind of look. And she's like, what is it, dear? And Alex says, I have big news. Where's daddy? So she says, he's in the bathroom. Jess, honey. And <laughs> Jesse comes out. <laughs> oh my God. It is so laughably bad. He says, not now. Back, I'm moosing my new hair plugs. Because apparently he's losing hair on the top of his head. He is wearing mom jeans hiked all the way up well past his navel. Like, almost like mid-stomach level. They're pulled up that high. He's also wearing a v-neck t-shirt, a black leather vest. Oh, he just... And he has got a gut on him. Now, we don't... I don't believe that Jesse drinks. I don't think so. So where's he getting that gut from? No, we don't all keep our slim true 20-something figures. Or what? Or as we get older, you are going to put on weight. It is going to be harder to take it off. I'm a good example of that. But I'm just like that gut, and he keeps lifting his pants up like he needs a belt. And Becky says, "Jess, will you stop obsessing about your hair? Whatever you're losing on your head, you're growing on your back." And I'm just like, "Oh, that is nasty." Oh, this is even more nasty as he says, where do you think I got these plugs from? 
<laughs> this reality is so frightening. It's just wow. But now that Jesse's there, Alex tells them, Mommy, Daddy, I made the team. And Becky's like, Oh, darling, that's wonderful. Jess, isn't that great? She says, Jess, isn't that wonderful? And Alex goes over so polite. He's like, Yes, isn't that great, Father? And he holds out his hand to shake his father's hand. <laughs> This kid is, he is so polite. Maybe too polite. And he, Jesse shakes his hand like, oh, that's terrific, son. Getting into sports there. He's like lifting up his pants. What are you playing? A little basketball, football. <laughs> and Alex says, Jess. And <laughs> Jess, Jesse's like, oh, Jess. No, actually, Alex says, actually, I'm the equipment manager. I get to set up the board and the pieces before every game we even have a cheer this kid <laughs> he's only good enough to, he can't even be on the chess team he's got to be the equipment manager for the chess team oh my gosh i just realized max on fuller house is into chess why do I feel like this is the version little bits and pieces of this fictional alex of his personality were put into a blender mixed up to bring us Max Fuller in Fuller House. This kid is so like him with the the polite talk and just how and everything. It's just this feels like the character of Max. Oh, his cheer is just hilarious. And I love how Jesse kind of goes along with it. He's like, as Alex says, Yeah, he starts with a cheer. Take your time, take your time. Think, think, think. Outmaneuver your opponent till he's in a quandary. <laughs> he's cheering. And Jesse's like, that's great, great son. Yeah, and a, a, quandary, a quandary cheer. I like that. And he puts his hands over Alex's ears and says, <laughs> what have you done to our son? Jesse, two words. No, three words. Get a belt. Get a belt for those pants. Your mom jeans are showing. And Becky's like, yeah, like you did such a great job with Nikki. And then all of a sudden we hear this motorcycle rubbing up. Becky tells Jesse, Jess, I thought you were going to talk to him about riding that motorcycle in the house. And Jesse, again, with the pulling up the pants over his gut. He's like, yeah, I'm going to talk to him right now. I'm going to do it right now. And all three of them go into the bedroom. Let's look at this bedroom, shall we? Because it is cuckoo bananas. Jesse, I forgot to mention, he is wearing, he's got a ponytail. His hair's that long, he's got a ponytail. Okay, let's look at this bedroom here. We got Nikki, who looks like Axl Rose with the bandana. He's got a sleeveless motorcycle jacket. He's got lots of metal chains. He looks like he's got a, it looks like it's a futon. He's got a couple guitars on the wall. He's got a poster of a jukebox. So Jess goes in and he's like, hey son. Oh my gosh. On the back wall we have some, which this is the same exact landscape yellow Elvis Presley poster that was in Jesse's room. Plus there's a poster, or there's a framed picture of what the motorcycle that 
Nikki is driving. And Nikki is completely disrespectful. He's even got a tattoo on his arm and even one on his chest because he's also underneath that sleeveless motorcycle jacket. He's wearing a leather vest. It's like, hey, Ward. Hey, June. Hey, Beef. All right, let's look at Nicola, uh, da, 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 at Alex's room. He's got three pictures of framed butterflies. His, okay, so uh, Nikki's side is yellow and Alex's side is blue. It's kind of a bluish gray color. And he's got just a regular blue and white plaid bedspread comforter. And Becky tries to take a stand here, arms folded, as she says, Nicholas, what have I told you about riding that motorcycle in the bedroom? And of course, here, Jesse sticks up for him saying, Beck, Nick is a biker, okay? Nick is a biker, okay? He's got to ride his bike. He's too young to ride in the street, so he's got to ride it in the house. Oh, word of advice, Nikki. If you're going up and down the stairs, wear a helmet. Okay, on... Alex's side, we even see a desk. It looks like it's got like a little mini early version of a laptop slash word processor and one of those large write-on-desk calendars and a phone. This kid is so disrespectful, not just to Becky, but to Jesse. He's like, I know, don't pop a plug. And Jesse says, you can tell I have plugs? And Nikki says, only when I look at him. <laughs> this kid is a jerk. <laughs> I, I love how Jesse's hand immediately goes to his head. <laughs> like, he's so sensitive about his hair. He is, but I love how Becky throws this back in, in, in Jesse's face. Like, well, Jess, you didn't raise a mama's boy. And again, Jesse is defending Nikki's behavior, saying, hey, he's just going through a difficult stage right now. His life. <laughs> Your kid just insulted you. And you're defending him to your what? Another Elvis King Creole poster that Jesse had in his room. Oh, here we go with Alex with that review title. Mommy, I'm chafing again. <laughs> and she's like, okay, honey, here comes Mommy with the cornstarch. And she pulls back <laughs> his pants and just starts pouring that cornstarch in. And the look of satisfaction and relief on that boy's face. If he's chafing, he needs to see a doctor at this point. He is 13 years old. No boy needs to be chafing in that area at that age. After Becky pours a little bit of cornstarch into the back of Alex's shorts, Nikki gets off his bike, goes over to Alex, and is chuckling as he points at him and says, <laughs> What a dork! <laughs> and, of course, Alex starts crying. <laughs> Mommy, Nikki, Nicholas just called me a dork. <laughs> and she, of course, comforts him. Of course, while she's comforting Alex, Jesse has to point out, see how you messed up Alex? And Becky says, not as bad as you messed up Nikki. And Jesse says, well, at least he doesn't cry. And Becky says, he can't help it. He has a rash. 
it's weird when we come out of this future scene and we're back in the present that they're still continuing this conversation if they were both dreaming of the same future life with their kids. There's also a 8 by 10 sized frame photo of it's the same picture of Becky that Jesse had when they were dating in season four. Or actually when they were engaged. Yeah, because she's got the same, you know, long hair and everything. I mean, they're not going to, the set designers are not going to just create a bunch of new stuff just for one scene. They're probably going to say, okay, what do we have from Jesse's old bedroom? from downstairs that's all Elvis related and motorcycles. They pretty much got just about everything they took from Jesse's old bedroom and slapped it on Nikki's half of the uh, half of the room. After Becky says he can't help it, he has a rash and then we jump back into the present. Mommy! 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 Guess what? Guess what? What? What is it, Alex, dear? I have big news. Where's Daddy? He's in the bathroom. Jess, honey. Not now, Beck. I'm moosing my new hair plugs. <laughs> Jess, would you stop obsessing about your hair? Whatever you're losing on your head, you're growing on your back. Hey, God, where do you think I got these plugs from? Daddy, Mommy, I made the team. Oh, Alex, that's wonderful. Oh, Jess, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> yes, isn't that great, Father? Hey, that's terrific, son. <laughs> so Getting in the sports brother. there. <laughs> Jesse, get a belt. Now, what are you playing? Uh, a little football, a little basketball there? Chess. Chess. <laughs> Actually, I'm the equipment manager. I get to carry all the pieces and set them up before each match. Huh. We even have a cheer. Take your time, take your time, think, think, think. Outmaneuver your opponent till he's in a quandary. Yeah, quandary chair. That's, that's nice. That's a nice chair there, son, a quandary chair. I, I like that one. That's uh, that's uh, terrific. What have you done to our son? Oh, like you did such a good job with Nikki. <laughs> Jess, I thought you were going to talk to him about riding that motorcycle in the house. Well, I am. I'm going to talk to him. Dang, <laughs> <Hey>, Mom, Jean. <laughs> there it is. June, a beef. <laughs> Nicholas, what did I tell you about riding that motorcycle in the bedroom? Becky, Nick is a biker, okay? He's got to ride his bike. He's, he's too young to ride in the street, so he's got to ride in the house. <laughs> Nick, but uh, just be careful. Wear a helmet when you're going up and down the stairs. I know. Don't pop a plug. <laughs> you can tell I have plugs? Only when I look at them. <laughs> Well, Jess, you didn't raise a mama's boy. Well, he's just going through a difficult stage. His life. <laughs> Mommy, I'm chafing again. Oh, hold on one second, sweetheart. Mommy's coming. Turn around. Here's the cornstarch. Oh, my God. <laughs> he needs to see a doctor about that. What a dork. <laughs> Mommy, Nicholas just called me a dork. <laughs> you see how you messed up, Alex? Huh, not as bad as you messed up Nikki. Well, at least he doesn't cry. He can't help it. He has a rash. Oh. 
another thing about this is the fact that in the future, I'm just kind of curious because the boys have dark hair, which makes sense. Jesse's got dark hair. Becky's kind of, you know, brownish, blondish hair. And then eventually in season six, she dies a blonde or red. And then what is season seven or eight? She dyes it like dark, dark brown where it borders on black. Um, I'm just, I don't know. In season six, I'm not a fan of uh, Becky's reddish hair. I'm just, mm. I like it, this nice brown, like blondish honey color. And another thing, I'm curious as to, I would love to see who was the casting, the person in charge of casting the teenage future Nikki and Alex. Because at this time, if you think about it, this is episode 21. There's how many episodes in season 5? I think there's only 24 episodes. And by the time season 6 would have rolled around, they would have already cast um, Blake and Dylan Tumoy Wilhout, who will you know take over the role as toddlers of Nikki and Alex onward all the way till their point where they're four years old in season eight. So I'm just kind of curious, the casting call, like, hey, just get a couple of, you know, twin boys with dark hair. The boy who plays Nicholas clearly is wearing a long curly wig. At least that's my estimation. <laughs> There's no way did that mane of curly dark hair look real. I was wrong. There are actually 26 episodes, not 24. So that means from yours, mine, and ours are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, which 25 and 26 was a part 1 and part 2. I honestly, I would have loved, because we all kind of know about how the Olsen twins were cast as Michelle. And I just, I would love to see how did they go about finding... Nikki and Alex 2.0, Dylan and Blake, because I, I'm just kind of curious, because by that decision, they're going to have to make, well, they're not going to be dark-haired twins, they're going to be blonde, so I'm just kind of like, Becky's hair does kind of border on blondish brownish, so, and it, it does depend, like, my sister and I both have blonde hair, my dad has strawberry red hair, had strawberry red hair, and my mom had brown hair kind of reddish brown maybe a little um but yeah I'm just kind of thinking as far as Dean now I'm thinking because sometimes I can even skip a generation whereas my grandma has blonde hair so whether my sister and I got that from my dad's side I don't know but then again Becky's mom has blonde hair well I don't know what uh Kenneth Donaldson's hair is it's like gray same with Nick his hair is kind of black to the point of starting to gray and Irene's hair is kind of a blondish red color so I'm just I would love to just find out like what the process like how did they search and decide, okay, the kids are just going to have blonde hair. They're not going to be, they're not going to be uh, brown-haired kids, so. So, yes, they're still arguing as they come out of this shared fantasy dream. I wouldn't even call it a fantasy dream, more like a nightmare. <laughs> but he's like, hey, if he has a rash, he should take it like a man. He is a baby. He is a baby. 
Maybe that's why maybe Becky should be taking over raising those kids. Because Jesse, I mean... So, Jesse says, that'll never happen. And Becky says, oh, so your kid wouldn't be out of control? And he's like, no, I mean, I'll never lose my hair. And he goes on to say, if I do, I'll just get one of those rugs that stays on in the pool and the wind and everything. And immediately it goes from being humorous to there's something wrong with one of the twins and all laughter is completely gone out of the room because after Jesse's talking about you know if his hair falls out he'll get a toupee Becky pulls Alex out of the crib and she looks at him and she asked Jesse, like, hey, Jess, does this baby look a little flushed to you? As far as an- another way of saying, does the baby kind of look a little, uh, what's the word I'm- You know how when people say, like, you're, you're sick, like, oh, you look as white as a sheet or white as a ghost or something like that. Like, you're kind of peaked, Like, you're not your, your normal color. You know, look kind of pale. Like, you can tell if you look at someone when they're not feeling well as opposed to when they're feeling fine. It's like, you can tell, not so much just by their expression, but by they just look flushed. Like, the blood just looks like it's, you know, drained out of their face. Jesse goes in for a closer look. He's like, yeah, he kind of does. And he puts his his hand on Alex's forehead. He's like, yeah, he feels a little warm, too. Even though Alex is chewing on one of those little uh, telephone cord teething ring things, Jesse kind of leans in and he can kind of hear Alex is kind of like, <laughs> like he says, wow, he, he sounds a little bit congested also. And I'm just thinking of the times that, you know, when Michelle was a baby, that, that two-parter episode with uh, Jesse going to Tahoe and then finding out, uh, Oh, no, no, I'm not thinking of that one. That's where Stephanie and Michelle actually, or Stephanie and Michelle, Stephanie and DJ make up with the fact that Michelle's sick, even though she doesn't know. I'm thinking of the episode of Knock Yourself Out, where Danny is interviewing um, Ernie Hudson's character, who's a boxer, and Michelle develops a cold where she sounds a bit, you know, congested, her nose is runny and all that stuff. Because your nose can, you can be congested and still have a runny nose at the same time. The thing is, this is the first time that they've dealt with their kids, or even one of them, being sick. He's like, what do we do? Our our kids have never been sick before. So, Jesse, Becky says, alright, don't panic. I will take his temperature. Jesse says, I'll bring in the humidifier. Becky's going to take his temperature, and of course. And the thing that's sad is about, you know, as new parents, you're kind of working you can get all the baby manuals and what to expect when your baby's a newborn you can get all of that you can join any facebook group about parents that have gone through similar things but still it has got to be scary if your child is sick and you're like i don't know what to do they're young they can't tell me what's wrong you know all you want to do is make it better for them but i like how they don't freak out about it they don't argue at all they're very calm like okay 
we're gonna do this, take his temperature. Jesse's like, well, I'll bring in the humidifier. Another thing, he's like, well, I'll take Nikki and get him out of here. So in case this is contagious, we don't want it spreading to the other twin. And also another thing, they'll probably want to call the doctor just for a heads up. Like, all right. So after Jesse takes out Nikki, we do get that undertone music of this is serious. As Becky puts Alex back in his crib and says, it's okay, honey. Mommy's going to take your temperature. And she's like, oh. He's got a rash. You should take it like a man. But you see what will happen if we baby these kids? Oh, my kid would never turn out to be such a wimp. But your kid, that was pretty scary. That would never happen. Are you saying that your kid wouldn't be out of control? No, I'm saying I'll never lose my hair. If I do, I'll get one of those rugs that stays on in the wind and the pool and everything. Hey, Jess. Does this baby look a little flushed to you? Yeah, he does. He's warm, too. Sounds congested. Thank you. What do we do? Our kids have never been sick before. All right, don't panic. Um, I'll take his temperature. All right, I'll get the humidifier. I'll call the doctor. Right. No, I'll, I'll take, take him out just in case he's contagious. It's okay, sweetie. Everything's going to be okay. Mommy's going to take your temperature, okay? Now that I think about it, I think I remember watching this and just the seriousness of, oh no, one of the twins is sick, what's going to happen? But of course, before we can find out the conclusion of that, we got to find out what's going on with Tanner Family Fun Night. As we go back to Pirate Pirate's Cove and everyone looks miserable. Joey's still waiting for his food. DJ looks like she's barely touched hers, and I don't know what Michelle's got, but I can see why Stephanie's meal is over 23 bucks. It is, you know, hold on, I gotta go put my glasses on because I want to get a good look at all this uh, under-the-sea crustaceans that she's got in this seashell dish. Joey is getting straight up hangry. He's like, what is taking my dinner so long? Which, I'd pr- I mean, if everyone else had gotten served, I mean, even Danny, Michelle, everyone except for Joey has gotten their meal. DJ is hunched over in her chair, like ducked down, her head behind her hands, covering her face. Like, oh, are my friends still looking at me? And Danny says, DJ, Nobody is looking at you. But he looks over at the two girls and two guys, and they are all looking straight at the Tanners. And the girl, Shelly, is, is pointing at them, and this one boy in a hoodie is all like, oh yeah, yep, I know her. <laughs> and DJ's like, oh, in the car and Danny's like honey no fun is being had sitting in the car the fun is right here I don't like that he's enforcing this this is fun we're all having fun no you're not you're all a minus Danny everybody is miserable that doesn't sound like fun to me forcing someone to have fun when they're in a bad mood is a bad move Okay, we gotta, we gotta look, oh god, none of that food that Stephanie is looking at is even cooked. Like stuff that they scraped with a shovel that's on the bottom of the, the fish tank or something. 
It or I don't know. It's just a combination of like hard shelled bugs and a um, baby octopus. But the audience is disgusted and grossed out. They're like, oh. And Stephanie, as she's holding up the baby octopus, asks herself, why did I order this? Well, because you didn't want to order from the kitty menu. I'm kind of curious what exactly Michelle ordered. My guess is she probably ordered something like chicken fingers or fish sticks. Well, he did say it as a fish, you know, thing going on. So she probably ordered fish sticks. You could have played it safe with fish sticks, Steph. I'm telling you. Yeah, it looks like she might have fish sticks and fries because we see ketchup on Michelle's plate with a few s- stragglers of fries left over. And she's like, oh, here you go, Michelle. And Michelle's like, ew, gross, kill it, daddy. He's shoving the plate away from her, which I would do too if I were Michelle. Danny tells Michelle, sweetie, it's just an octopus. And it's already dead. As he goes to pick it up to take it off the plate... The suction cups of its tentacles have have basically suckered its glued itself to the plate. <laughs> Danny picks this thing up by its head, and he's just like, Ugh. and he sees like a, a waiter going around collecting plates and stuff, and he's got one of those tubs. He's like, "Oh, excuse me, sir, can you please put this eight-legged cephalopod back in the tank for me? Thank you." Michelle, you just had your birthday not too long ago. She's like, are you sure it's not my birthday? I'm like, sweetie, you're five. You should have a general recollection. Especially if she just had her birthday like months ago. And Danny says, yes, sweetheart, for the hundredth time, it's that little girl's birthday. And Danny says, and and he's being very as polite as he can without being irritated. Although he probably is getting irritated with having to answer this question. It's that little girl's birthday, Michelle, and that is why she gets the chocolate cake and you don't. I mean, if Stephanie's seafood under the sea dish costs 23 whatever I can only imagine how much that double layer, big as Michelle's head chocolate cake was. Probably the same price. Not to mention, that looks like something you they, like, special order from, like, a bakery or something. Because how often is some kid coming in there for their birthday that they're like, Oh, well, oh, shoot, we don't, uh, you should have made a reservation. We we don't have any chocolate cake on hand. Oh, wait, no, we have one. Um, Somebody canceled, and we still have that chocolate cake sitting in the freezer from last month. We'll use that one, just... Just put it in the oven for a few minutes and we'll be good. Michelle is just not letting this cake go. She, is she going to eat the whole thing? Well, probably not her, but her entire, you know, guests and family will probably have a piece. I don't know. I just, I would not trust chocolate cake from a place that can't even uh, cook their seafood all the way through. Stephanie <laughs> tells Michelle, Michelle... Just suck it up and move on already. So, Joey ordered knockwurst and potato pancakes. I had to look up what knockwurst was. It's like, um, a sausage, like, that's pretty popular in Germany. From, according to Wikipedia and the internet. (laughs) Um, whenever I hear knockwurst, it always makes me think 
Noxon makes me think of Snotwurst. I don't know. I just made that up. But it sounds disgusting. And I've never had potato pancakes, but I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to knock it till I've tried it, but. The guy finally, the pirate finally puts it in front of Joey, his meal, after everyone else is pretty much, well, minus Stephanie, has eaten their meal. It's like, jeez, it's about time. Like, what took you so long? No, I'd be asking that. Well, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to be rude. But you can imagine I would probably be complaining to Jeremy if he got served before me and I'm still waiting forever for my food. Actually, that reminds me when I was eight, I went um, on a trip with my mom and my sister and my mom's friend and her two kids when I was about eight. We went to Cadillac in Michigan and I remember... <laughs> The ho- I swear, it's like the hotel we stayed at had a restaurant and it had windows that overlooked the in- indoor pool. And I remember I had ordered like chicken fingers or something. Everyone else had gotten served before I did. I don't know what was taking forever, but the fact that by the time the meal did show up, I was already falling asleep in, in the booth. But I think we just took it in a go box and took it back to the hotel. I just that is insane. For chicken fingers and fries, everyone else got served their meal before me. Ugh. So the pirate takes off his little pirate patch and it's like, Oh wow, I know you you're Ranger Joe Ranger Joe from TV. And he's like, hey, kids, look who it is. It's Ranger Joe from TV. And all these kids just cried around like, oh, my gosh, can you sign my... They just happen to have an autograph pamphlet with them in case they run into any um, TV show, children's show celebrities. You never know, Mr. Rogers at this point could have popped up in the Pirate Cove restaurant. No, they all have, like, napkins. And the one kid's got... <laughs> and... Joey is trying to be polite about it. Like, kids, I would love to sign, you know, autograph your napkins, but can it please wait until after I finish my meal? Well, she's being polite about it. And the kid in the yellow shirt that's front and center is just like, ah, and Joey's like, well, I'm done. Ugh. Not to, you know, Sting said his meal was late. And on top of it, some kid sneezed on it, so it's pretty much inedible inedible now, which, I mean, I would, if someone sneezed on my food, I wouldn't be eating it. That was the fakest sneeze I've ever seen in my life. There's no snot coming out of that kid's nose. While Joey's signing autographs for the kitties, here comes Shelly. Like, hi, DJ! And DJ's like, oh, hi, Shelly! What are you doing here? Shelly says, oh, we thought it'd be fun to come and goof on all the lame families that come here. And DJ's like, oh, what a coincidence. We're doing the same thing. And Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, it's like, uh-uh, it's Tanner family fun night. And it's like, oh, Michelle. And, of course, Shelly's like, oh, I gotta tell the guys this one. Shelly, don't be those type of people, Shelly and crew. DJ is so mortified after Shelly leaves. She's like, oh, I gotta find a new school. <laughs> this looks like a red crab thing that Stephanie's holding up on a fork. She's like, ew, this one has eyes and it's looking at me. I can't eat anything that's looking at me. Here you go, Dad. Oh, I'm sure most things do. You know, fish have eyes. 
That's why I would never honestly want to eat a fish if it's still got the head on it. And it's, that's who wants to eat something that's looking at them? That is disgusting and frightening. And Danny says, oh, honey, you can't let all this food go to waste. Joey, you want to eat this? And Joey just looks at Danny and says, Danny, that's marine land. He says, Danny, that's not dinner. That's marine land. DJ, of course, continuing to complain about the fact, one semester of trying to be cool to be, end up being ruined and down the tubes by a night of Tanner family fun. Uh, Tanner family fun night. Danny finally takes off his hat. Says, that's it. We're out of here. Because it looks like everyone's complaining now. Let's put Danny in a bad mood. Of course, the pirate comes around and says, hey, oh, See, someone here hasn't eaten all their sunken treasure yet. And for that, you walk the plank. That's right, because Danny stands up and he's like, check, please. Does I spy a landlubber that hasn't finished their sunken treasure? And for that, you walk the plank. He's getting all the restaurant patrons to join in and saying, plank, plank, plank. And it's like, the alarms are going off and lights are flashing. It's like, my good grief. No, it's like the bell when you leave Long John Silver's and you clank it after you leave to let them know you had a good meal. <laughs> and they're grabbing Danny and pinning his arms behind his... It's like, what is this, Hook? <laughs> and and Danny's like Robin Williams' character, Peter? Is he, they're taking up, him up on the, the little plank setting, which, of course, down below is a ball pit, which... I don't think I'd be jumping into that. When's the last time those plastic balls have been sanitized? Ew. What is taking my dinner so long? Dang, he's angry. Are my friends looking at me? DJ, nobody is looking at you. Oh, they're looking all right. They're looking. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm Can you wait in the car? Honey, there is no fun happening in the car. All the fun is right here. Why did I order this? Here, Michelle. <laughs> you gross killer, Daddy! Michelle, it's just an octopus, and it's already dead. Well, it might be, but its suction cups aren't. Excuse me, sir. Could you, uh, put our little eight-legged cephalopod back in the tank, please? None of the food on her plate thing Are even looks cooked. Sure it's not my birthday. Yes, sweetheart, for the hundredth time, it's that little girl's birthday, and that's why she gets the chocolate cake, all right? Is she going to eat the whole thing? No, no one cares. Just suck it up and move on. Here, here, Steph. Boy, knockwurst and potato pancakes for the landlubber. Well, it's about time. Hey, I know you. You're Ranger Joe from TV. Hey kids, look who's here, it's Ranger Joe! You also played poker with him in uh, season three. Kids, uh, I'd like to sign your autographs, but could you wait till after I finish my dinner? Let you! Ew. I'm finished, okay. Where's that pen? Hi, DJ. Oh, hi, Shelly. What are you guys doing here? We thought it'd be a riot to come goof on all the lame families that come here. <laughs> That's why we're what here, she too. Doing? She is a knockoff uh, blossom. Family fun night. <laughs> I gotta tell the guys this one. <laughs> I've gotta find a new school. Ew! This one has eyes. 
onto this wooden plank. And he's standing there telling his family, you know, tonight I had a dream that a family could go out together to dinner, to have fun, to laugh, to enjoy each other's company, to eat fish. Unfortunately, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> and he goes to say, alright, I'm ready to go overboard. Of course, Stephanie comes in and says, no, Dad, it's my fault. I'm the one that ordered the Jacques Cousteau entree and I didn't finish it so she didn't even start it but then again that food like I said that food looked raw it was not cooked and I think we saved the uh, the tanners from uh, any emergency trips to uh, the you know where but I like how she's standing up you know it's like no dad it's my fault I'm the one who deserves to go into the uh the, the ball pit uh, off the plank here. 
And it's like, even with Danny's speech, I'm like, yeah, people can go out and do that. But it's like, if you're forcing that upon them, like, no, I don't care if you're in a bad attitude. We're having a bad attitude. We're going to go out and eat. And we're going, I'm going to force fun upon you. It's like, no, that's not how you have fun. You don't say, hey, you're in a crappy mood. Let's take you out in public so you can make it worse for everybody. You just, you don't do that. You don't force fun on somebody if they're having a bad day. It wasn't just one. It was all of the, well, minus Danny. But they all, and even Joey comes up and says, the reason, you know, we had a bad time tonight is because I was in a bad mood. Like, so someone sneezed on my knockwurst. Who cares? And I'm like, no, Joey, all four of you were in a really bad mood. And honestly, none of them really had, like, the best... What, because DJ was hogging the bathroom? Or because Stephanie turned off Michelle's Beauty and the Beast tape and Joey has to screen some junior rangers before they go? They really needed to, uh, find some better kids for that. But anyway, I love this older lady here with the... It's like a magenta... On the top half of her sweater, and then lime green below, and then her her arm her sleeves are like blue. I really like this. Looks like a Kimmy sweater to me. This does look like a Kimmy. Maybe maybe the the lady there. Maybe she actually works as a costume designer for like Kimmy's wardrobe. That would be kind of cool. Uh, like I said, it looks like something Kimmy would wear. Actually, now that I think about it, I think it looks like. That looks like something Michelle wore or Stephanie wore. It just, it looks really, really familiar. And I gotta say, I really like the background at this, um, this backdrop here that they have in front of this, uh, what the heck do you call it? the plank. Behind it, they have this really beautiful sky. It looks like an evening sky that's kind of a pinkish purplish kind of hue to it. And it's really, really pretty. Like, the sun is setting behind the clouds and it gives that, like, that pink purpley look to it. So, DJ also comes up after Joey and says, Dad, we all should be up here. You know, at first, I admit, I didn't want to come out here. You know, I was embarrassed, and now that I'm standing up here with everyone staring at me, I'm totally humiliated. Michelle, of course, is like, my turn. Sarah, are you going to eat all that chocolate cake? And we see that Sarah just nod like, oh, you bet I will. Because we already see a good chunk of it's already been taken out of the cake anyway. Like, Michelle, sweetie, they paid for that cake. They probably paid as much for it as Danny is paying for that Seafood delight, whatever the heck it was that Stephanie ordered. And Danny's praising his family for coming up there and, you know, defending him. Like, this is the kind of Tanner family fun I was hoping we'd have. And we're gonna have it. So he jumps off the plank into the giant plastic ball pit like he's at Chuck E. Cheese. And then Stephanie does a cannonball. Then Michelle jumps in and Joey... And then DJ, who's like, I'm going to wait in the car. And then the pirate waiter has this plastic sword. He's like, no, you're not. And she's like, oh, what the heck? And she jumps in there. And there's like a blow up 
little shark and it's it's cute watching everyone i just i would not be jumping in there you don't know the last time that they sanitized those i'm that they sanitize you can find the grossest stuff in there bandings and 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 nastiness and grossness and just you'd want to take a shower a hot hot shower after you get out of that ball pit and scour yourself because that is is just gross. Okay, no, Danny and then Joey and then Stephanie and then DJ's the, the last one. Okay. So the pirate wearing the do-rag in the back actually does help uh, whichever Olsen twin this is up onto the stage. It does look like, especially the kids, look like they're having a fun time in that giant ball pit that looks like probably the size of two ball pits put together. Alright, so let's get back to Jessie and Becky. We're in the nursery. She's holding Alex and Jessie's got a small little compress on Alex's forehead just trying to bring the fever down. Becky is getting stressed out. She says, when is the doctor going to call back? It's been over an hour. And I love how Jesse is comforting his son and just saying, it's going to be alright, little guy. It's going to be okay, buddy. And Jesse, of course, is blaming himself. Like, Beck, I'm sorry. This is all my fault. If I hadn't... And she's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And he's like, no, it is my fault. If I had to listen to you, if I hadn't taken Alex out without a hat, we wouldn't be in this situation. She says, you know, I took him out to get pizza and, and now he's got a fever. I'm sorry. And she says, honey... It was Nikki that you took out without a hat. And Jesse looks at her. It's like, it was? <laughs> and he says, Becky, I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. And she says, I don't either. I feel like these kids could, should come with instruction manuals. And the thing is, I mean, it's one thing if he's taking care of, you know, Michelle when she was a baby and having a fever and stuff. It's a whole other ball game when it's your own child. She said, oh, she said, I feel like these kids should come with the owner's manual. All right. Thankfully, the doctor is calling back. They do have a um, humidifier in the room. That's good. So the doctor calls him back. Jesse fills him in and says, Alex has a temperature of 101. And the doctor's telling him, you know, what he should do. And Jesse's like, yep, we did that. We did the compress. We did the humidifier. And Jesse's like, yep, we also, we took the other baby out. And Jesse's like, yep, we did that. Yep, we did that too. He's like, that's it? What am I paying you for? <laughs> Becky kind of gives Jesse a look like Jess. Come on now. <laughs> and Jesse's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So Jesse gets off the phone and Becky's like, well, what did he say? And Jesse tells her, well, the doctor said we're pretty much doing everything as we should be doing. And there's really nothing to worry about. Looks like Becky takes uh, Alex's temperature again. And she's like, Jess, look, his temperature's gone down says his temperature's back to normal. And he's looking at the thermometer and reading like, seriously, we did it. We got him through his first fever? She's like, yes, we did. She says, we didn't even argue about it. And Jesse's like, hey, wait did we tell our moms, huh? And they hug. And it's like, okay, we're back on the same page now. And Jesse does apologize. Like, honey, I am sorry. I've been a real pain through this whole thing. And Becky apologizes and she says, look, we both want what's best for our kids. And sometimes I think we just need to come together on certain things. So she says we disagree sometimes on how to get there. Which is understandable. I mean, they're, you know, 
sometimes, you know, you're both coming at it from different angles. And Jesse says, look, about this parenting thing, uh, these kids are going to be hanging around the house for a good 18, 19 years. He says, we better come up with a plan. And Becky comes up with a great solution. It's like, look, I think we should probably, instead of just, you know, arguing with each other, we should come up with a plan and kind of see what the other has, like, really listen to each other and see what the other has to say. Yeah, and she even says, let's take the best of what each of us has to say and compromise. That does sound like, you know, you're a team. You're working together. Not just in marriage, but as parents as well. Sometimes two heads are better than just one. And he's he agrees, like, yep, yeah, that's a good plan. And she's like, well, we make a good team. And they kiss. And it's like, aww. Jesse is kind of waving his hand in front of us. And I was like, ooh, I think I uh, smell a opportunity for teamwork as we speak. Looks like Alex had some bathroom issues. <laughs> okay. Time for a diaper change. Well, if Becky's given Alex the thermometer treatment with, you know how you do for babies, you know, the rectal. I'm sure he's going to have bathroom measures. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have kids. That's just my estimation. So Becky asked Jesse, so what do we do? Do we want to use the cornstarch? Do we want to use the baby powder? And I love Jesse saying, why don't we use a little combo platter and see how it works? I love how Jesse gets the cloth diaper ready and he says, we're going to make a special baby butt blend <laughs> of cornstarch and baby powder. So Jesse says, I'll mix and you apply as he puts the cornstarch and baby powder in the cloth diaper. (laughs) And she just laughs like, ah, what a team. And he pulls back the cloth diaper and they both like start gagging. What did you eat, child? I mean, I changed my share, my nephews and nieces diapers when I was young and babysitting. It definitely very rank, very <laughs> but yeah, that's you know the average you know baby teen whatever is gonna think. Ew, the diaper's stinky. It stinks. Well, until the baby can learn how to go to the bathroom on their own on a toilet, you're pretty much gonna be taking care of that <laughs> until they do. And that is the episode. I thought this was great. I love seeing Jesse and Becky finally when a, situa- a situation arises with the boys or with one of the boys that they stop their arguing they immediately go into parent mode and it's like or seriously okay what are we gonna do they don't argue they're like alright I'll do this Jesse's like I'll do that and that and that and that and that and, and they just do it. They don't disagree. They don't fight. They don't say well maybe you should do this and that's yeah it's like the main objective here is to help our son get better and get this fever down. It's basically everything they thought of was just pure intuition. It's like think about it. if you were that baby what would you want to have done? Like I said Jesse had previous experience with baby Michelle, so that's probably stuff that's coming back from memory there. So, we're stressed. I think I'm going to give it to... Uh, you know, mm. I'm giving it to DJ's mustard orange uh, turtleneck. Second place is going to Stephanie's, like, purplish lavender shirt with, like, some red flowers. Blah, just didn't like those. Best outfit, definitely, I want to give it to Jesse with his button-up black shirt with the 
It had like light gray and dark gray stripes going down. And then of course the buttons also were, were gray as well with the with the uh the color also great it just it really i because he's got dark hair and definitely black is a color that really really suits him runner up i want to give it to that that older lady in the and who part of me thinks make maybe she's a wardrobe a wardrobe assistant on the show i don't know but i really liked her outfit with the blue sleeves and then the like pink magenta ish up top and then you had your lime green on the bottom just it was really it was colorful I liked it if I had to give a worst for this episode I kind of want to give it to Danny just because the fact that he was just forcing everybody to go out and have a good time it's like who cares about your bad attitude just suck it up and deal with it and just, just, he's like, oh, we're all going to have fun. We're going to put on these hats. And it's like, no. Not every, the answer to people being in a bad mood is to take them out to a restaurant and force them to smile and laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. That's the thing about Danny. It seems like in episodes past, he's always given off the impression, like, let's not talk about our bad feelings. Let's put on a smile. Like the time when Stephanie lost Mr. Bear. Or when they couldn't go to Disneyland and Stephanie pouted about it the whole time. Or when Michelle got, well, granted, Joey was the one giving her the pep talk. When Michelle was chosen as the princess of the day and Stephanie wanted to be it. And she's like, why do we always gotta worry about Michelle? Or why do we always, it's always gotta be her way or no way and stuff like that. And she's kind of let herself down by not having a good, I don't know. It's just, if people want to be bothered and depressed about something, let them have their time. If they get over it, great. But don't force them. Oh, put it. Forget that. Put a smile on your face. Look where we are. We're in Disney World. Like, that doesn't matter. You don't do that to a person. So that's pretty much also going to be my Tanner's teachable moment for the episode. It's just, don't, you see someone, like, going through something. Don't say, oh, put a smile on your face. Hey, I'm going to take you out to Ponderosa. And we're all going to laugh and smile and have a good time because... That's what you do when you're feeling down. No, 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 no. And also, a Tanner Teachable moment for Jesse and Becky as parents. Just, I like how they were able to set their differences aside and come together to take care of their son. It's just sometimes, yes, two heads are better than one when you're looking at it. And even Becky's advice was like, hey, let's take the best of what both of us has to say and kind of compromise on that. Which, that is a good lesson. You know, you're both parenting this child. You both have your ideas. Just kind of come together on it. That's all you got to do. It's hard. It's, you know, it's hard, I'm sure. Because one is being used like when I was this age and my parent did this instead of, you know, what you're thinking of. My, we should do this because that's what my parent did. Or, you know, kind of coming back to how your parents raised you. And maybe you're kind of implementing those lessons into how you're raising your kid or maybe you want to come at it from a different angle and your spouse or significant other has other ideas so all right next week we're going to move on to season seven the next episode in the jesse and becky the next chapter new parents series 
with Season 7, Episode 4, entitled Tough Love, which aired October 5th, 1993, in this episode. Nikki and Alex's behavior gets out of hand when Jesse and Becky can't bring themselves to discipline them. When Jesse finally puts his foot down, he starts to regret it after the boys call him Mean Daddy, Mean Daddy. Like, also, your kids are gonna call you names if... They're gonna be... They're gonna react... No kid wants to be punished. No kid wants to have the law laid down. So they're going to react in a, you know, probably anger and say things that they don't mean. But that is no reason to, you know, don't, you know, pull back saying, oh, okay, well, you're clearly angry. So I'm going to go light on your punishment or not punish you. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. No, the kids down the road, I, I think, will eventually respect, like, or at least come to the point of, oh, well, I'm doing something bad. I know that, you know, my parent is going to be angry if I do that. Or or even maybe that'll help the kid in the future think twice. Like, would mom or dad be angry if, if I did this? If I do, go ahead and do this, what do I think the consequences are going to be? But kids don't think like that. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing uh, bad things if they thought, like, of the ramifications of their actions and how the parents would their parents would react. All right, so everyone have a good weekend, and I'll be back next week. Please also continue to be safe and use precautions when going outside. Bye-bye.